everyone, this is Alfie, and welcome to the second episode of Sign On Crew, where I want to take the time to introduce myself and my trajectory on the cruise ship industry, and why I decided to start this show. My actual name is Alfredo Fuentes. Alfie is how my friends on board used to call me, and I found it easy for everyone to pronounce and remember. I'm 32 years old, and I'm from Mexico City, from a pretty place called Coyoacán. I started on board the ships when I was 23 years old and my first job on board was as a cook, which it was quite hard, but I won't go into details yet. First, I want to tell you about myself and my life at home prior to work on the cruise ships and then how I came to know that cruise ships was the right fit for me. When I was a teenager, my family owned a restaurant. That was way back. I hope you don't fall asleep with my story. Well. That is how my interest about culinary and hospitality grew. I used to help the waiters to wash the glasses and serve coffee and other beverage. It was a lot of fun. I was about 15 years old at the time and I helped just for a few hours since I have the school and the homework to take care of. I'm Alfie, your host and welcome to Sign On Crew, a show about revealing and sharing the shipboard job secrets, taboos and not that secret stories from crew members so you can make informative decisions and smarter choices when it comes to whether or not applying for a job as a crew member on board a cruise ship. Today's episode is my onboard experience and why sign on crew. After a few months with the waiters at the front of the house of the Italian restaurant, and yes, I say Italian. In Mexico, despite our wonderful cuisine, not all of the restaurants in my country serve Mexican food. Going back to the story, I was very lucky because at our restaurant, we made everything from the scratch. From fresh baked focaccia and Italian bread, just in case that anyone is wondering. Uh, to homemade dressings and even our own pasta. Besides, there was a bunch of cookbooks whom my brother-in-law, the chef, collected from every place he visited. I started in the bakery doing the daily batches of bread and pizzas, helping of course, until I mastered the craft. I moved to where the pastas and steaks were made and finished at the pantry where the salads and desserts took the stage. I spent about three years learning in the restaurant. When I was ready for college, well, not that ready since I left home without notice. It was actually before high school so my dad wasn't really pleased. I was not entitled to allowance, neither any money for university, so I had to figure it out on my own. My sister and my mother was nice enough to pay for my high school while I was there, so I decided it was time to do it by myself. I took my backpack and the money that I have saved from working at the restaurant. I flew to Cancun, the capital of the tourism in Mexico. At least that was what I read in the advertisement when I first decided to go there. I head there with the conviction and a dream to become a professional chef. When I first arrived into Cancun, my god, that was hot and humid. As soon as I arrived, I took my backpack and about 50 copies of my resume, or how I like to call it at that point, my ridiculum. Since I only had one job experience as a culinary apprentice, I took a bus to the hotel sound and started walking visiting every single hotel and leaving my resume. God, if I only knew the power of the internet back then, I could easily save the walk and the struggle. After several visits with no luck, 
I finally arrived into a hotel where I trip over the chef and his pot of soup and spill it all over the lobby. Oops. Well, after a few shouts from the chef, the only thing I could say it was sorry. And I hand out my resume, full of soup, of course. And he asked me what it was. So I replied, I'm looking for a job. He asked me if I knew how to make soup and the rest is a story. They hired me on the hotel and worked there for about two years. I still couldn't afford the university, so I applied as a part-time helper on a culinary school for a period of two years. The amount of time that the program lasts, and I got to know the basics and techniques for culinary arts. Later on the same hotel, they opened a yacht club. Small ships in case that my accent don't convey the right message. <laughs> as a Spanish speaker, I'm often told that my whys are not understood. Ask any Spanish speaker to say yellow and yellow and try to find the difference. Which actually brings me to one of the reasons why I decided to start this show. Basically, this is a personal challenge to improve my communication skills by helping others who are interested to apply for a job on board the cruise ships and transmitting my knowledge and experience to demonstrate that it's not as hard as it seems and rather it's worth living. From Cancun, after I conclude the course on which I was a part of the staff, instead of a paying student, I decided to do a culinary tour around my country, visiting the best chef that newspapers and magazine allured them. So I wrote them from where I got a couple of replies and I had there to visit them. I basically offered to be a culinary trainee without pay as an exchange of passing by every station of the establishment, either a restaurant or a hotel. They were in fact great cooks and I learned a lot from them and their staff. <laughs> that my story is a bit long but I want to give you an understanding of my background so you get to know me and the purpose of the podcast so let's dive right into it how did I actually came to know about cruises the reality it was by mistake one day while cleaning my inbox I saw an email tagged as a junk mail that read as follow did you ever wonder how it's like to travel the world while getting paid Confused and excited, I actually thought it was a scam. I wrote them back and they replied a couple days after. It was a hiring partner from my country, a former crew member himself, who took the lead and decided to get people to experience what is to travel while earning an income. At first, I was a bit hesitant. The website looks very scammy. However, it did have a couple of testimonials which gave me a bit of confidence. <laughs> Anyway, the answer that they gave me it was that they had openings and if I was interested to apply they could schedule me a Skype call. So I did. My first interview was in Spanish, my native language. After, they told me that the interview was successful. They asked me for some documents such as my high school diploma and recommendation letters from my previous employers and about two years of experience on the position that I was applying for. The second interview was in a hotel in Mexico City. There was a recruiter from the US and here is where I got speaking my primitive English. What I did to overcome this challenge? Since I was not fluent, not even conversational, I basically rehearsed basic answers in English until it sounds as natural as possible. Then I just stick to answer a straight yes or no. And when it came the time to elaborate the question, 
I threw another question to the interviewer related to a topic I was comfortable talking about. With all that, it wasn't as successful as I thought. I did pass the interview and they asked me for more documents such as passport, visa, medical checkup and other things. Why did I say it wasn't that successful? Well, consider that the position that I last hold it was as a sous chef and then the one that they offered me was just a cook. It was not a great deal. After reviewing the possibility of traveling and the experience that this might bring me, I took the job and then I got an assignment. The time altogether took me from two to three months and then I bought my flight. The first ship I joined was Navigator from Royal Caribbean in Civitavecchia, the port of Rome in Italy. I never traveled to Europe before, let alone travel by myself. I was about 23 years old and I felt at that point on top of the world. Since I was the one purchasing the ticket, I decided why not arriving two weeks before into Europe and explore. So I did. One week in Barcelona and the next one in Rome was just out of this world. I visited those wonderful places and although I never stepped foot on them, it was just like I imagined. Well, that's how everything started. When I arrived, I didn't know anything. And even if someone told me, I was so excited that I didn't took notice. It was hard. The first two weeks, to tell you the truth, I wanted to go home. I'm glad I didn't. The whole contract in the kitchen was like a jungle. A lot of hours and it doesn't seem to finish. As soon as breakfast was over, then we need to set up for lunch. Then tea time after dinner. And I started preparation all over again for breakfast. So. That was day after day for eight months straight. No days off. I know it sounds hard and more than that sounds like a sentence or a conviction that you need to pay. But it's not like that. I want to be as subjective as possible. Without painting in your mind unicorns or rainbows. With all that, the amazing itinerary paid out all that and more. I got to visit places such as Pisa Towers, Rome, Sardinia, Naples in Italy, Monaco, Cannes, Nice, Corse in France, Spain, Portugal, Greece, Turkey, Egypt, and many more places in just my first country. God, I'm lucky. I hope this last paragraph don't sound like a bragging to you but rather the potential and the opportunities that this job might be able to bring you. On top of that, the cherry on the cake is the wonderful people that you will get to meet and interact with from all over the world, learning their culture and a glance of their native language. And why not? They are actually crew members that will acquire new languages while on board. Just before closing this episode, I want to tell you the reason why I decided to start this podcast. On my second contract, when I applied to the front desk as a customer service agent, or how they used to call us, guest services officers, on my first two weeks, they assigned me a buddy, a person who will go out of his way to get you settled. And thanks to that amazing person, whose name is Ana Mafalda from Portugal, that I finally start understanding everything about the onboard life. So as this smooth probation period it was to me with a buddy, if you allow me, I want to be your buddy to guide you through the process and make it as simple as possible for you to embrace your job as a crew member. Or maybe you just want to hear about what we experienced while working for a cruise line. Either way, you're welcome to stay and thank you. (laughs) 
hope you found today's episode helpful. If you like our work, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you use. I will be very grateful if you could leave us a review and share it with a friend. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics you would like me to further touch on, email me at alfie at signoncrew.com. Thanks again. <laughs>